everybody. Welcome back to It's the Little Things podcast. I'm super excited to have Lalia here today. She is so awesome and she has been doing this cool stuff that she can tell you about in a minute. Um, but I came across her on TikTok and I was like, oh my goodness, that seems like a pretty interesting story to hear. Um, so I reached out to her and that's kind of how I met her, which has been the case for most of the people on recently, which is kind of fun. Um, but Lalia, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your testimony? Yes. Oh my gosh. I am so happy to be here. Um, shout out India for inspiring the world, inspiring so many people. It's honestly, it's such an honor. Um, but yeah, my name is Lalia. I am 20 years old. I do full-time missions. I live in California and I'm with a ministry group called Circuit Riders. And so I've been with them for the last three years, just traveling all around to different college campuses, um, just inspiring students to like love like Jesus and just encounter like the simple gospel encounter Jesus' love. And so I actually just got back from a two month tour um, in California and in Florida and we host different women's gatherings. And so it was just so cool, like being able to minister to my own friends, like where I grew up and then also going on the opposite side um, to the East Coast to just reach women and just see women just get encountered by the same message and so yeah I love I love the beach I love surfing I love the Lord I love coffee and so I guess that's kind of all of me in one word (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it yeah that's kind of how I uh came across you was seeing that how you were on a um like a trip for two months and I was like that's crazy because I've been thinking about um going on mission trips recently and just figuring out like timeline of it and so I was like that's really cool and I want to hear more about that so that's awesome that's so cool that you had the opportunity to do that and did you how many places did you go do you know oh man um I want to say we we had like 20 stops um And so we went as far north as San Francisco. Um, So I lived in Southern California and then ended up flying to Florida, kind of did a road trip all around there. We hit Orlando, Miami, even went on by the Gulf of Mexico, St. Petersburg. So kind of all over. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. When you draw it out, it's like, doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Alrighty, well, could you tell us a little bit about your testimony? Yes, I would love to. Awesome. Man, so I technically grew up in a Christian home, kind of, kind of, sort of. Um, Both my parents, they actually weren't saved um, when they had my brothers and I. My mom grew up Muslim and my dad grew up Catholic, um, but both just didn't know God, didn't have a relationship with him. And so my parents came together super fast um and had my brothers and I and so growing up for some reason though they would take us to church they really wanted us to just have like some sort of foundation of God even though they didn't even um share the same faith and so growing up I was really confused I was like man like what do I believe like here I have my dad that tells me about Jesus but he's not even living fully for him and I have my mom who's Muslim ask her about Jesus she can't even say that he's God. She says that um, he's just a prophet. And so I really wrestled with what I believed. And I think at a young age, I really knew that faith had to be my own. I didn't want to have just my parents' faith because already my parents' faith was divided. 
And it wasn't until I was like about nine years old. Um, my dad, he actually, he was an alcoholic for up until I was 10 years old. And for pretty much the whole duration of those years, the only thing that my family could do was just pray for him. And so I remember praying with my mom and my brothers every night before we would go to bed. And my mom, she didn't like, she seriously didn't know how to pray. Like the only prayer she really knew was like in Farsi and the, in English, she would just say like, you know, God is good. God is great. Like the simple, like, Aww, yeah. Simple prayer. And so she would let the kids pray. You know how kids pray. They, they go on and on and on. <laughs> Thank God for like the dog, the cat, the neighbor. <laughs> and so that would be all of our prayers. And every night we would pray that my dad would come home um, because oftentimes he'd be gone for weeks. Um, we didn't really know where he was. And um, there was this one night where my dad was actually supposed to go to jail for, for about a month. Um, and so he gets off the phone with my mom and tells her the news. And so my brother walks in and he says, mom, like, dad's going to come home tonight, not knowing their conversation, not knowing anything that's happening. And my mom just, you know, tries to comfort him and say, hey, just pray for him. Just go to bed, baby. Um, and he looks at her. He says, no, like, dad's going to come home tonight. God told me. And so he just goes to bed. And sure enough, 30 minutes later, my mom gets a phone call from my dad, tells him or tells her that the judge is releasing him. He doesn't have to serve. He's coming home that night. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. God would just show up in like crazy miracles like that in my family where like we just couldn't deny it. And so um, a few years later, my dad ends up getting radically saved has a moment with the Lord where he's like, he quit drinking altogether. He's been sober now for, I want to say 10 years. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so seeing that as a young kid, I was like, man, there has to be a God because seeing the way that my dad's life was transformed, I was like, there, there can't be anything else. And I just understood that, man, there's some, there's power in God's name. Um, And so for me, it was just the rest of like, okay, I know God is real, but who is it? Is it Jesus from the Bible or is it Allah from Islam? Um, especially just having so many voices from family members telling me one thing and the other. And so I just started praying and getting real with God. I think I was 11 years old, just super young, but so hungry. And I would ask God, I'm like, God, I, I just pray that you would reveal yourself to me, whoever it is. Like, I want to know truth for myself. And so I started getting these crazy dreams, um, like these crazy prophetic dreams about Jesus and like different narrative dreams that all laid out the gospel and pointed all like pointed to Jesus like I would get dreams of like um I had a dream that I was actually a missionary and like fast forward like God was sending me into the world to tell people about him and how um he was coming back and so I would get like dreams like that that were so biblical (laughs) and like dang this is literally about Jesus and I remember going to youth group um and my youth leaders would come back with stories about um people getting healed in the name of Jesus or different stories of how God met people in such um intentional ways and I was like man there has to be like Jesus is so different like there's so much power in his name you can't tell me that there's that much power in like a prophet's name where people in the name of Jesus are casting out demons are healing the sick um 
And so that was kind of like the deciding factor for me after getting like multiple dreams and even just confirmation of like just the word of like people's testimonies. It really gripped my heart. And so for myself, I had to make that decision of like of faith of like, okay, with anything, like it requires faith, whether we like fully understand understand something or not. And I think especially with the mysteries of God, there is gonna be that level of faith um, with whatever it is. But um, that was kind of how I just decided to follow Jesus. And so all throughout high school or all throughout middle school, I was just sold out for the Lord. Um, I love Jesus so much, had such a close friendship with him. And it wasn't until I was in high school, though, I was really gripped by like anxiety and depression. I was just believing so many of like the enemy's lies and even just felt super rejected and lonely um, for about like pretty much all from like eighth grade up until like my junior year of high school. And I knew that God was so close with me. And I just was in this frustrated place of like, God, I know you're good, but why am I going through this? Why do I feel this way? And just crying out to God for help and just waiting for like my time of deliverance. And it wasn't until my going into my senior year of high school, I go to this 10 day summer camp in Kona, Hawaii. And at that point, I like a month prior or two months prior, I just kind of gave up on everything. I was like, man, I, I thought that the world was going to satisfy me more. I thought I was missing out. So I'm like, I'm going to do my own thing. And so I started partying. I started just really doing things that I thought was going to fulfill me, trying to hang out with different people, even just going to different guys. And I actually felt the most broken and just empty I'd ever been before, most anxious. And so going into that camp, I just had my, literally my arms were crossed, like really doubting God, had so, had so much unbelief in my heart, but still hungry. I was like, I just want to know truth. Like, God, if you are who you say you are, like, just, I want, I want to see your power. I want to see your glory. And so I'm in this camp day one, we're in this tent. It's 80 degrees outside. It's so hot, so sweaty. You could barely breathe, especially with all those kids piled in there. (laughs) but people are jumping up and down and they're just worshiping God at the top of their lungs and personally I'd never been in an environment where I had been around so many young people who loved Jesus and was just so free and like literally dancing like I just was not I didn't really grow up in a um, I kind of grew up in a more traditional church so I didn't wasn't familiar with that and so I have my arms crossed in this worship gathering I'm like God I don't want to jump up and down I don't want to seeing at the top of my lungs just because everyone else around me is doing that like but if this is you God I want it and so this girl comes up to me um, one of the leaders she asks if she could pray for me and this girl like reads my mail like everything that I was going through in that season things that I had never shared with anybody not even my closest friends um she somehow like the Lord gave her like a word of knowledge and um it kind of like broke something in me and almost like this fear of God moment of like, Oh my gosh, God, you, you're real. And just during that, the next like few days afterwards, God started to slowly chip away at my heart. And something that really provoked me was um, we were doing this exercise of hearing God's voice and we all got around um, in a circle and we were praying over each other. And this one girl prophesied over me. She says, 
Um, I just got the verse like First Peter 2 9, like talking about being like a chosen race, a royal priesthood, like proclaiming like just the excellencies of God and bringing out of darkness. And I remember hearing that verse and my, I was, my soul was so provoked because I knew I was living in so much rebellion and I knew um, that I was not living for God. And so hearing that it like did something in my heart of like, oh my gosh, like this is Bible, this is scripture. And this is what Jesus is calling us as children of God, but I am not living this way. And it got me to like, just really be on my knees and repent to God for the ways that I was living and just how foolish I was thinking that I knew what was best for my life when it really brought me into so much more darkness and so by the end of that camp what kind of like sealed the deal and like really just um transformed my life was I heard this message it was called brave love and it talked about um judges four and five the story of Deborah and how one woman shifted her entire nation just by her simple yes and her obedience to God. And I just personally, I'd never heard of anyone like this. I'd never even read the story of Deborah and knowing that God had chosen a woman to like rescue her nation out of oppression. It was just so, um, it was just so provoking. I was like, man, like God really does champion women. He really does champion me. He really does see me. And it did something in my heart knowing that, um, just even the fact they talked about like two thirds of the global church is women. And for mm-hmm. so long, women have been oppressed for years and years. And that's because like the enemy hates like what we carry because we, we do make up the majority of the global church. And so it just kind of like put everything in perspective of like, whoa, there has been a war over my life. There has been a war over my voice, even with everything I dealt with, with anxiety and depression and just timidity and being so afraid to talk to people. And so just that moment of like, oh my gosh, like shining a light on like what the enemy had been attacking me with. Um, that night, I just broke up all agreement with like lies that I had been believing with um with the enemy and so that night I got completely set free of like anxiety and depression hadn't had any depressive thoughts or anxious or anxiety attacks since and I remember at the end of the night this girl prays for me and she says Lalia you're not broken anymore but the Lord wants to fill you he wants to fill you with joy he wants to fill you with peace and he wants to fill you with courage and I'm just like weeping breaking down crying Mm -hmm. because I had not been able to know like what it felt to be joyful or to be like happy in like years and it was almost foreign to me like walking in this new freedom of like what like you mean I can have real joy like it's not something that I have to like second guess myself on like wondering oh when is the next bad thing gonna happen but for like the first moment like for the first time in my life I felt like every weight lift me and it truly was I did feel like empty in the sense of like everything in me was like uprooted the things that were not of Jesus and the Lord was like now taking me in this process of like just filling me again and replacing it with just the truth of what he said over me in my life and so that really marked me in my life I was 17 years old I remember coming home my friends are like Lalia you are so different even my non-believer friends are like what happened to you in Hawaii I came home just so confident so bold and just like confident in like not the ways of the world because prior to that I thought I was just more confident in in the worldly things but I came back being confident in my identity in Jesus Mm -hmm. and it made all the difference in the world where I no longer cared what people think I had no more fear of man but just was walking in like 
just so much joy just like the fruits of the spirit and that's why like it's so cool when the bible talks about being a new creation because it that's literally how it felt mm-hmm. and that's kind of like how I came to know Jesus that's yeah kind of sorry but no no it was amazing there were so many cool things in there and cool stories I love it um I actually love that you brought up like women in ministry because I started reading Esther recently and I just uh, was um I've just been blown away because something that I've seen a lot recently like I was it's so much easier for me to see other people doing something that I'm like that's my goal and I'm like so that's awesome that there's that you brought that up so for anybody that's kind of wanting to be a woman in ministry what would you tell them if they're starting off um man I would tell them to read the book of Judges 4 and 5 like especially it just eliminates all excuses that we have as women and if you look at the story of Deborah she had everything like up against her like 20 years her nation was oppressed and even she didn't even live in the north where all the oppression was occurring yet she was still affected by it and I think oftentimes as women we wait for the perfect opportunity the perfect moment to get our hands into something and we wait until we have like every inner battle resolved or wait until we feel most celebrated by our friends or whatever it is we like we wait we ask God for like 50 confirmations but I think the reality is like simple obedience to God like changes history and there is something that God has spoken to every single one of his daughters as their next steps and so just really tapping into like okay God I have let's say I have a heart for the sex trafficking industry Lord what is my first step whether that's intercession and like don't be surprised if God does take you one day to actually be on the grounds to help stop um you know sex trafficking case like one of my friends she just got back from Ukraine and this girl just goes on a whim like hears about everything that's happening in Ukraine flies to Europe just so motivated by the love of God not having a set plan but goes to just serve and her and her team of they only had 20 people they saw over 6,000 salvations oh my gosh crazy preaching in subways preaching in trains the simple gospel leading worship gatherings even just you know not knowing the language but using google translate to preach the gospel to people and i remember looking at her stories and she even had um three different like story posts like within a few days of their team being able to stop um sex trafficking and like apprehending the guy uh, and reporting him to the police and so i'm like I just know that like there's different things that God has placed in women's hearts, different things that our hearts burn for. And God does want to use us to be that tool of salvation, to be his hands and feet um, wherever. And so I think for any women, it's just really like asking God like for his heart. I'm like, even sometimes like we could be in that place of like, oh God, what does my heart burn for? And I feel like that's the perfect place to be. And just like being in scripture and being in intimacy with God and asking God, like, Lord, would you just like break my heart for the things that your heart breaks for and asking him like, Lord, I want blueprints from heaven. How can I, how can I be like a tool of salvation in those areas? Because I really believe that God has chosen women to like bring real solution into different areas. And especially like in a time like right now where there are women rising up, but there are women rising up in bitterness and hatred and truly out of like their pain from injustices 
but what would it look like if women would, would rise up with the heart of God and actually bring real solution like because we literally get to partner with the God of the universe who oversees everything who has the best ideas the best plans and so I think it's provoking knowing that um like if we don't go then who will because there are people rising up but it's like the the things that they're bringing it's like it's not even bringing long-lasting solution but like what we have we literally have the cure to life we have the answer to life and that's Jesus and so how much more impact do we have and so I guess that's what I would say just like ask God like Lord what is my next step and don't be surprised if he calls you to do something brave or something that you're uncomfortable with but it's so fun because we get to do it with Jesus and he empowers us Wow, girl, you are, you're spitting some wisdom. You got lots of good information. That's so, I love that. That's such like great advice for anybody. I mean, I've been reading Radical by David Platt recently. And he um, said something the other day that was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And he said um, how everybody is called to spread God's word across the globe, like to everybody, to all nations. And he said, when people go to say that, um, you know, they weren't called to do that, that's not for them. He's like, what makes, what, when does it say in the Bible, only a select few is going to be sending God's word across the nations. And that kind of was like, I've always loved mission trips. I've always wanted to go on mission trips, but it's true. It's so true when you, you kind of make excuses for not doing things because it doesn't fit your schedule or you don't feel necessarily called to do it. But he calls us to spread his word to people who don't know. And so I love that. That's exactly what you're doing. And that's what circuit riders is doing. And so I love that. So speaking of next steps, do you know what yours is for your mission trips? Do you have your next one planned out? Yes. So in a few weeks, we're actually going to go to Mexico. And we're doing like a three-day festival, um, just gospel, healing, evangelism. Um, And so I'll be going there for a weekend. And then after that, we have um, a big stadium event called The Send. And we're gathering all of America and pretty much anyone who wants to fly out. My friends and I are doing a road trip out there. And it's just gathering like believers from all over the nation and even overseas just to come for like a day of like prayer and just activation of like, yeah, it's just, it's going to be so fun. And so that's going to happen in May. And so if anyone that's listening to this, I highly encourage you to make it out there. I promise you it'll change your life because it changed all of my friends and I's lives. And so that's kind of the, what the next two months look like. We'll see what the summer holds. <laughs> um, that's so exciting. Does everything get planned? Like how in advance does think, do things get planned for that? Um. For the stadium event or just the, our trips in general? Your trips. So um, pretty much in like six months, pretty much like six months prior, everything gets planned. And so they do have some summer schools lined up, uh, but I'm still praying on where to, where I'm going to go. because um, There's a few opportunities to go to Egypt and Kenya. And then there's even some opportunities to help with youth camps here in the States. And so... For me, it's more of like, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? <laughs> yeah. There's so many options, so many opportunities. That's so cool. So speaking of that, when you um, 
pray about like what your next step is or where you're supposed to go. How do you, how can you tell, um, kind of what that, what he's telling you? Cause I know everybody hears from different ways. Like for me, when I pray about something, I know that when I feel peace over a decision, that's him telling me that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I know for every, everybody it's different. So how are you able to tell? Yeah, that's so good. I think it honestly varies. Um, I feel like peace is definitely one of the biggest ways God speaks to me. Um, And I think even just random confirmations, like sometimes I often find, at least for me personally, it isn't until I make like a first step in faith um, where God starts to slowly like kind of remind me like, hey, you're actually in the right direction. Um, He doesn't always give me the full picture as much (laughs) as I want him to. (laughs) He makes it really clear and loud. But other times he's more of like, I want you to take this step of faith first and then I'll I'll reveal like it and I'll point you. Um, and so it kind of depends whether it's confirmations through other people, whether it's him like giving me dreams about something um, or it's just that underlying piece and him kind of moving all the pieces together and like setting it up to where I'm like, okay, that's God because I cannot do that on my own. And so it kind of varies, but definitely I would say the overall factor, just having like the peace of the Lord yeah yeah that's how that's kind of how I feel too I think um peace is something that we kind of overlook sometimes because I know I get so overwhelmed with everything that's going on that it's almost so difficult to feel peace um but something I've learned is that Satan uses literally everything in your life to distract you from what you're supposed to be doing and what God's trying to tell you. And so kind of just being in tune with, you know, God and having that relationship with him and being able to, I mean, it's like a process, like you have to put in work to eventually feel that peace and know, know what that feels like. Cause everybody, like I said, is different, but for yeah, sure. for sure. I think that's awesome. And then a uh, oh word, what was I going to say? Oh gosh. Well, I'll think of something, but, um, yeah. So have you lived in California your whole life? Yes. Um, I have so, so grateful. Cause I, I love being home. I live really close to the beach. And so uh. when I do get like a few weeks to be home, it's like my favorite just to like come back and unwind to be with Jesus at the beach. But I'm really grateful. Cause like this year on tour, I all like, I went from like beach town to beach town, like being going from Florida or like from California to Florida. And so God knew he's like, I got you, Lalia. (laughs) (laughs) I know that that warm weather is nice. It's finally starting to get warm here again. And I'm like feeling like myself again. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. So, um, I can, I I now remember what I was going to say, but, um, basically what I was going to say was, um, To me, it's so hard seeing everybody else doing something different and not, like you said, not knowing kind of what you're wanting to do. And so I think it's kind of important to kind of tell everybody, like, everybody's ministry looks different. Everybody, like you said, everybody's calling is going to be different. And so we are all called to spread his word, but everybody's calling is going to be different, whether you're working with in, you know, an orphanage or you are planning on going overseas and, you know, ministering there. So I think it's important that, you know, people listening know that we are, 
we can all be in ministry. Like it doesn't just take a certain person or someone with a big following to make a difference in the world. Like you said, like simple obedience can make a total difference. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, I think that's the biggest thing that like in our gatherings, we, we stress on, it's like, you don't have to be, you know, a so-called missionary going overseas to do God's work. We're like, God is literally like anywhere that you go, that's your mission field, whether it's, you know, your, the, your coffee shop job, or if it's in the marketplace, like working your nine to five, or if it's in school, like every single place, like that is your mission field. And so it's cool because I have some friends that um, do social media and they're in the industry and they're lit- they make comedy videos, but they're spreading the love of Jesus where they have a house church every Sunday and they gather influencers and see so many people get saved and healed. They'll even evangelize at different parties um, and get words of knowledge for people and just pray for them. And so it, it really like, like takes us out of the box of like what we think ministry looks like we're truly everywhere we go like truly our our calling and our purpose um like we talk about that so much in Christianity and people get very hung up on those things but really our purpose is to know God and to make him known Mm -hmm. and wherever that is like we have a joy of just knowing God knowing his love being known by him and also spreading that to other people and so I just love that like even you encourage like your listeners that as well because we are the body and we need every single person there's no like lesser than or higher than calling everyone is so needed yes yeah it's so hard to I know with social media it's so hard because you see how other people are doing things and you're like wow mine doesn't look like that like what I'm doing isn't isn't like that and so comparison is totally the killer of ministry right now I think because comparing you know the amount of people that might hear your story or what you're talking about Mm -hmm. compared to somebody else's is going to look so different. And so that's what I love though, about God and who he is, is he made each one of us so different because, and I love that because I've said this before on here. So if you've heard it before guys, just ignore it, but, um, but how he made every single one of our stories so different, because if he didn't want us to share our stories, we would all have the same one. And so I love that because my story is different from yours. And so my ministry is going to look so much different than yours. And that's good though, because you never know who you are going to reach with your story and how different it is from mine. Well, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so how many people went on it? You said how many people went on this trip with you? Um, so my team, it was four girls total, actually, no, five, my bad, (laughs) five girls. Um, but we have about, um, with our ministry, I want to say like 300 people were sent out. Oh, wow. It's in Europe and in in, um, the U S but all of our teams were around like five to 10 per team. That's so cool. Where did y'all, did y'all stay in like Airbnbs and stuff? So we normally stay in host homes. Um, and so we have like friends that we know in the area or like churches that'll, um, open up a spot for us. And so we'll stay with families or even college students if they have like, um, apartments off campus. Um, and then I think 
we got to stay in an Airbnb once. We got blessed um, by one of our hosts. So that was really cool. Uh-huh. But for the most stay with people. And it's fun because you get to meet like more believers and even just get to minister to them in their homes. And so it's really fun. Yeah, that's so fun. That's so cool. That's definitely very interesting. Like I definitely want to look into that because that's a really cool. Um, okay, so usually, or I guess before we close out, um, what would be something that you feel called to tell the people listening today? Mm. Let's see. I think I would say, um, honestly, like intimacy is everything, like, especially whatever you feel like God is calling you to do, whatever assignments, whatever things you're passionate about. Um, if you want to love people well, it all flows from intimacy. Like you can't love people if your love for God is distant. It's just, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I notice that when I'm not as close to God, it's harder for me to like, to be loving and compassionate towards other people. And so I think out of that place of intimacy, you're going to be refreshed and you're going to be, it's going to sustain you into your walk, your walk in life and everything that you face, where you're going to face even difficult things. And you're going to wonder, how did I make it through this? Or how did I even like overcome this and it's going to be because of your closeness with God and so I would just say like I know it's we you know talk about this all the time and it's like a no-brainer but truly like never losing that place of intimacy and never graduating from dependency on God because that's everything and that's what's just going to carry you through life yeah I love that that was good that was really good okay so I have three uh, lightning round of questions just three questions they're pretty simple. The last one's kind of heavy though. Um, the first one is what is your favorite book right now? Mm, okay. I recently read Teach Us to Pray by Corey Russell. Okay. And that book was phenomenal. Like I have never been more motivated to pray and just even understanding the power of prayer. So that is definitely a must read for anyone who has not read it. Mm, okay, good. That'll be on my list. All right. And then your favorite verse right now. Mm, let's see I would say Romans 5 8 like while we were still sinners Christ died for us it just breaks down all religion yes I love that that's a good one okay last question is what is your favorite part of God's creation Ooh. Mm, I know okay can I say two Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love sunrises and I love the waves and the ocean. Both of those together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So good. Those were so good. Well, I thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was so fun and your story is so good. And so I'm really glad you got to be on here and share that. Yeah. Um, and I just am so I'm am praying for you because I know ministry is not easy because I know you got to be poured into just as much as you're pouring out and so I pray that you have an awesome time in ministry and you meet lots of cool people um yeah so anyways 
thank you guys so much for watching and listening or whatever you decide to do today and thank you lalia for being on here and guys make sure you follow or subscribe or whatever just so you stay up to date with our latest videos and um episodes and yeah i hope everybody has a great week and just be a light for the lord and everything you do and be the reason someone smiles today bye guys <laughs>